Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real What is she? Beneath the Hello and welcome back to A Method to the Madness the weekly podcast where we discuss, analyze, and otherwise ponder our favorite films and television. I'm your host, Patrick Laverne, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mitchie. How you doing, man? Hello, Patrick. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I told him to be enthusiastic in that, but he wasn't, so this is me being enthusiastic. I, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> okay, and this week we are covering the 2017 film Logan, directed by James Mangold. Starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and Daphne Keene. As always, we'll go around and get our general impressions of the film. Mitchie, what did you think of this? I don't like this movie as much as you do. I, It's alright. Unacceptable. Nah, yeah, no, you fucking love this film. You, <laughs> you froth this film. Um, No, I, I legit, like, the first time I watched it, which was a while ago, back in 2017, I remember it being not that great. That was my recollection of it, and... I watched it again and my opinion hasn't changed too much. It's too long. That's my problem with it. Like the action scenes in it are incredible. They're so well choreographed and they're intense as fuck and they grip the fuck out of me when I'm watching it. But then the bits in between, you could have cut down half of the scenes and still conveyed the exact same message about Wolverine. And that that's my main qualm with it. it it's not something though that the critical response generally seems to flag. So maybe it's just me. But, you know, everyone's opinion counts, and including mine. And that was my opinion of it. I just thought it was a little bit too long. And I prefer, say, First Class or even Days of Future Past over this as an X-Men movie. But it's still a great film. I, yeah, It was nice to have, like, a Wolverine movie with gore in it. And I think that was kind of a niche thing that a lot of people loved, and I loved it too. How long is it? Two hours, two and a half hours. Really? That's... Yeah. Okay. I did not pay attention to that, and I did not feel that at all. See, I felt it like, fuck, like the scene when they're in the house, the family house at the dinner table and, you know, oh, you know, he used to be a teacher too. And it's like, fucking man, get on with it. Like it was too long for me. That That's my main qualm with it. But otherwise it's yeah. a great movie. I love it. That's fair. I feel like it does straddle an awkward line of trying to be this uh, sort of like reflective piece, but also an action film. Yeah. yeah. And, and what actually um, happens in the plot? Like legit nothing. <laughs> There's a baddie with a, the old mate with the robot arm. He's the baddie. They establish all that kind of shit within the first 20 minutes. And then they need to drive to the border. And it's just a fucking road trip movie. But like in terms of how many scenes there are, you could break it up into three bits. There's an intro in wherever the fuck they are in Mexico. Then there's a bit with the clone Wolverine at the farmhouse. Then it's the end of the movie. But like mm. it it's, takes two and a half hours to convey those three scenes. Yeah. I guess I'm not as bored uh, as you because... Well, I mean, we, so you've seen all the X-Men movies, haven't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, wait, no. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. Oh. F- yeah. Well, the, I'm before, missing out yeah, on the... a lot, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, save yourself the trouble. I 
the reason I don't really feel the length is because I feel like every scene, it's not gone to waste. I feel like it utilizes all that context that it has, that it's established. And as I say, it reflects on it. And I don't think this is a perfect movie. I, I'm not a huge fan of the ending uh, of the last act of sort of that reaffirmation of the the superhero myth, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I just, um, what I love about this movie is that much like Endgame, it really proudly acknowledges its legacy in the universe it's established. But inversely to Endgame, I like how it's not this sort of garish nostalgia trip, but rather it's like, you know, as I said, it's this somber and reflective meditation on not only the 17-year journey of this character, but also just the, the nature of superhero and comic book films in general. And yeah, as you said, the violence in this film is amazing. Yeah. I love how it's it's really visceral, but it's really clear. Like yeah. there's this one shot that that always sticks in my mind of in the first scene and he sticks his claws through the bottom of some guy's head and comes out the top. But yeah, yeah. the guy's mouth is open and you can see his claw in his mouth. Yeah, right. And okay. it's just like little details like that, like that that just kind of convince me of the violence, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I and that's the thing, right? Like like Wolverine his way of killing people is so brutal. And he is, like, conveyed as an animal in a sense, like, in the comic books and stuff. I mean, he, that's why he's fucking called Wolverine, right? And hmm. the fact that you can finally elaborate on that and kind of actually showcase that in its true form works so well as his finale as well. Because, like, it truly represents Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a huge thing that this movie explores is that his sort of violent nature that's comparable to an animal, right? Yeah. And, you know, and again, that was something that's been explored throughout these movies, you know, it, it, from the very first one, he's, I guess, and it, it's it's so fitting that it, it's, it's this movie is with Charles Xavier because throughout the X-Men films, the early ones especially, he's the one who tries to sort of, I guess, save him and redeem him. Mm. He sees that he's more than this animal, but yeah, everything about this movie is a tragedy. Just the fact that Charles was unable to prevent that from happening and then Charles himself fell from this super intelligent shrewd dude to you know this like kind of mentally degenerative person yeah it's super degrading yeah like degrading yeah 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 it, um also just quickly about that first scene i've mentioned them a few times before but my boy david and ben over at dcm works they did a whole episode about analyzing just this first scene in logan and pretty much they talk about how it's like a microcosm that kind of represents the whole movie it's yep. really good if you're interested in that you should go check it out yeah interesting um yeah, again, like, you know, with that, um, uh, comparing Logan's violent nature to an animal, th there's like a parallel between the first film and this film, and, and there's some other parallels, like, uh, him adopting a surrogate daughter in the first film, it's Rogue, and in yeah. this film, it's Laura, yeah. which it, which turns out to be his actual daughter. I don't know, I just, I feel like there, there are a lot of parallels between the first film and the last film, which is really fitting. Yeah. Th this, this came out before Endgame, and they killed off, like, this really lucrative character i suppose which was just a really sort of meaningful and artistic choice and yeah i i give him mad props for that yeah all right so can you take us through a plot summary please so years after the events of any of the x-men movies logan is working as a limo driver in a soft dystopia he's looking after an old and mentally fleeting charles xavier who we find out later on was perhaps responsible for killing a number of the x-men due to his uncontrollable seizures one night, Logan is approached by a Mexican woman who begs for his help to escort a young mutant to Canada. It's revealed that this mutant is Logan's daughter, and as well as having the same powers as him, she has also been forcefully infused with an adamantium skeleton. 
The company responsible for this, Transigen, were illegally experimenting on young mutants, and after an escape said mutants are being hunted down. They show up to Logan's hideout to capture Laura, a scuffle ensues and they end up escaping together to flee to an imaginary safe haven called Eden. Throughout their journey, a pessimistic and curmudgeonly Logan slowly begins to regain a sense of purpose in helping establish a new generation of mutants. In the climax, Transigen catches up with them, and being forced to fight, Logan and the children defeat their pursuers. Unfortunately, Logan, having used up all of his regenerative powers, dies a poignant death. They bury him, and Laura turns a cross above his grave on its side to mark an X, and they leave for Canada, where the safe haven known as Eden belongs. The end. Fuck, that, that was... No one's gonna know what happened in the last, like, well, what sounded like 20 seconds to you guys, but fuck. You know, a lot of editing read into, went into fucking this plot summary. Anyway. Sure did. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to talk about first about, like, <laughs> I, what a clever plot device it is to, or not, not necessarily a clever plot device, but it's more how they execute it of having, because, you know, the whole thing about Wolverine is that he can't die because, uh, of his super regenerative ability. So yeah. how, how do you make a film where he dies? It's simple. Yeah. And you know, it's like the adamantium is poisoning him quicker than he can heal. And the way they convey that in the movie is mostly visual. You know, you, you, the way when he's leaning over that sink in the, in one of the first scenes and the bullets are coming out, yeah. he's, he's healing, but it's not fully healing and it's kind of really slow. Yeah. And yeah. it just gives you a lot of information and it's, I, I think it is that was such a clever sort of like way to go about it. Yeah. There's there's a yeah. lot of it's an interesting theory though, because um some people say and there is some validity to this in my opinion, but uh you know Xander Rice, the doctor in it, he kinda talks about how they he's the one that eliminated the mutants. That's why they don't exist anymore, because he kinda managed to find a way to breed them out essentially. And there's some theories that say that you know, the way that they would have bred them out. Because, you know, if you're going to genetically change a whole population, a natural way to breed them out would be to put it in the water supply, whatever drug it is. And Logan's basically been taking these drugs inadvertently because of the schemes put ahead by the government or whatever. And that's the one that's kind of sapping it away at his mutant powers, which is why he's so weak. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And, and obviously, like, in the movie... It says a lot. Nah, it's Admantium that's poisoning him. He keeps saying that. And, you know, other characters say, like, what's inside is poisoning you and stuff like that. But it's not actually, like, 100% confirmed. So it's actually kind of a half-valid theory. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. Because, like, I don't know if the Admantium poisoning thing is entirely convincing. Like, why is it taking this long? You know, like, you'd assume his regenerative powers are always, like, constant... Or is it because he's getting older as well? Like, he's, maybe he does have a lifespan, you know, and, like, his regenerative powers get shitter as he ages, and then the adamantium starts to override the poisoning, uh, override the regenerative healing properties that he has. He's just old. It's a combo of him being old and poison in his body. It, it's pretty vague, right? Like, the movie doesn't really touch on it too much. There's a lot of little bits here and there. I'm like, fuck, that would be pretty cool if you elaborated on it. Yeah, I, I mean... I feel like the magic is that it doesn't elaborate on it. No, exactly. Kinda, You're right. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Leave me alone with that fucking albino. He doesn't listen to me. I know a damn speciation when I see one. What? Speciation. New mutant, a young one. There are forces trying to kill Force. Them. They want help. 
forces, forces. It's too bad you're not in that business anymore. They don't want me. They want you. Oh, yeah. That's how fucking stupid they are. They're waiting for you at the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty was a long time ago, Charles. A long time. There are no new mutants, understand? There's been a new one born in 25 years. Not anywhere. I've always thought we were part of God's plan. Maybe, maybe we were God's mistake. Uh, so, you know, we talked about how much like Endgame, it's, it's really uses the universe that it's set up. And I think, I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure it references every X-Men film before this, at least once in the film. Um, so, and you know, not... Really? not yeah, I think so. Not only does it use it as like just a reference, but some of them are actual like plot devices. So, for example, the adamantium bullet, which yeah. was set up in X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, but he shot him then. Why didn't he die then? He just lost his memory. I don't get that bit. So he can kill himself with an adamantium bullet, but in that movie, he shot him in the head and he didn't die. That's a very good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't think of that. Yeah, exa- but wasn't that the whole point? In that, I can't remember. Was fucking was it Striker? Was yeah. he shooting him intending to kill him in that movie or was he shooting him intending in to wipe his memory? I can't remember what the motive, like what the intention was, but I'm pretty sure it was to wipe his memory. Maybe. I, that's like, that's a very like uncertain thing. You're banking on the fact that it won't just go through his skull and kill him. <laughs> or or, or maybe, okay, I know, I know, I know. Maybe. Oh, Okay. Okay, so it, it maybe no one actually knows that it will kill him, right? Although he did kill the clone, but like, disregarding that, he got shot in the head in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and he thought it was going to kill him in that movie, but then he lost his memory about that whole event occurring, so he doesn't remember it in this movie or any of the movies afterwards. And then, so he has no recollection of the fact that he lost his memory due to the adamantium bullet, therefore he doesn't know it actually all it does is actually remove his memory. Sure, I'll buy that. But it killed the clone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> may, I don't know. May, may, maybe it just hit in a place in the skull where it was just particularly fragile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh wait. Oh well. Don't they? Don't they have like super futuristic, high-powered guns? Maybe it just shot the bullet harder. <laughs> mate, if it goes through your head at fucking ten miles an hour or hundred miles an hour, but it still goes through your head, you're fucking dead. <laughs> all right. All right. Um. Uh, did you notice in one of the shots he has um, that sword he got from the Wolverine from that Japanese dude? No, where was that? Uh, it was you know in his little bunker. Um, huh. He's he's got it hanging on the wall. That's pretty cool. I didn't notice it, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, this film seems so detached from all the others. Yeah, it does. It's, yeah. It's and I don't know. Every every time I see this film, I'm just so surprised by how much it actually communicates that it's. A conclusion to all those films you know it's it's like yeah i mean i mean i never really noticed to be honest like i didn't really think of any references to the other movies yeah well you know the when he's putting charles to bed yep. um he says something about the statue of liberty like they're waiting for us at the statue of liberty which was you know the climax of the first film and he's yeah. like that was a long time ago charles a long time ago yeah true yeah yeah, yeah. remember the uh sort of analysis we didn't drive of that story about the scorpion and the frog yeah yeah so the whole thing about that was that story was meant to represent the driver who couldn't escape his his violent nature right yeah 
and uh, you know, there's very similar undertones in this film. Yeah, right. Okay. Of, yep. Yeah, uh, Logan being this creature of violence that he cannot escape. Uh, it follows him everywhere. Yeah. In this movie, internally and externally. So yeah. we see this right from the beginning when he's fighting those gangsters. Uh, a lethargic Logan like snaps with rage all yep. of a sudden. Like, do you remember that bit where he's kind of getting kicked around and in a, in an instant he fucking like becomes he transforms from Logan to the Wolverine. Yeah. Right. And that that sort of like dichotomy is a huge part of this film. Yeah. And you know it's obvi- obviously like it's called you know I I. I Again, like I love it how the, the title of this film is Logan. It's about the person, right? Yeah. Not the superhero. And well, you couldn't call oh. it the Wolverine because they've already got a movie called that. But sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> like you know, they they could have. You know, we, we'll get about the, get into this bit later. But about how this film is called a demythologization of not only the X Men series but just superhero films in general, right? Yep. And it's it's sort of like yeah, sort of this like reality check of superheroes like. Yeah, man, it's cool to see violence on screen, but that shit uh, really fucks with you, you know, if you, if that's in real life. Like, yeah, it's, it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also shows, like, one of our most beloved, powerful heroes who's never really been defeated. You know, he's very hard to defeat in a very negative fashion. Like, he's fucked up in this movie. And, like, holy yeah. shit, like, Hugh Jackman does such a good job acting, like, just like he's fucking dead or something. Like, at the end of the movie, you know just before he dies and he's like killing them and stuff like all the baddies like he's really really on his last threads like you know like like i'm surprised he didn't drop dead any earlier than that like he was surprisingly so fucked and he does such a good job at like yeah. acting it like and then all the makeup on him like making him look just you know like I, weathered yeah just so weathered like like a yeah. fucking alcoholic like he just looks like an alcoholic yeah. which he is but like that's not the reason why he, like he drinks alcohol and that's what i like as well he drinks so much alcohol and you think that's why he's fucking dying <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with it like he could drink as much alcohol as he wants normally he probably wouldn't do anything to him but yeah 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 you're, you're right it's it's so his performance is so good at communicating how just fucking done he is with life in general because he's been alive for, like, hundreds of years at yeah. this point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what, yeah. 1800 or something he was born? So, like, yeah. yeah, 250 years or something. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, this whole movie, is de- it just degrades uh, beloved X-Men heroes, which isn't something that's ever happened before much in superhero movies and definitely not in, like, the MCU. That never happens. So, you know, it, it's really unique in that sense. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when he picks up that... Or he's he sees that the coordinates for Eden are from a comic book, and then he kind of yeah. scolds uh, Laura for it. He's like, "What what's this like comic book shit? Like you know, this is all like fantasy, right? This isn't real." Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know, I think sort of like it's critiquing us as an audience who kind of like gets off on this superhero violent stuff. Yep. The difference in this film is that we have to stay for the consequences. We see the violence, but then we also have to deal with the aftermath, right? Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, and again, this manifests in a lot of ways. One of them being Transigen using his DNA to make Laura, yep. who they're after. Yep. So, you know, like, and his, in the film, he f- doesn't want anything to do with any sort of, like, uh, call to action or crusade, right? He just, he, he doesn't want it. But yeah. it's his responsibility at the end of the day because it's his reputation as Wolverine, as this killing machine that caused Transigen to make Laura from his DNA because they knew she would be, like, this effective killing machine, right? Yeah. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it still is, is his problem because of his past. And then, you know, you got a way more uh, direct 
sort of consequence of this with X-24, right? Which is the literal manifestation of that violent quality of Logan. Yeah, like Prime which Logan. Is, uh, or Prime yeah, Logan. yeah. So yeah. You, you could see it as there's Logan and then that X-24 is the Wolverine, right? Yeah. It's what we as an audience came to see, the soulless killing machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's kind of um, lost his killing vibe in a sense. You know, yeah. when he, when he, because he's just so fucked up when he kills people in this, he kind of doesn't feel like the original Wolverine anymore, except at the end when he takes that green shit and goes fucking hectic. But like, yeah. Yeah, which is why I don't really like the that, that last act because, you know, the whole movie is kind of the setup of like, I don't know, it just seems really contradictory, you know? Yeah, but like, fuck, he was so fucked up. They needed some reason to make him able to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in the hotel room when Xavier and Laura are watching that 1953 film Shane? Oh, is that what it is? Okay, I was wondering what that film was. But yeah, there's no 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 living without a killing Joey. Exactly, yes. That's and you know, very, very similar themes and ideas about um a life of violence and not being able to sort of go back after you've crossed yeah. that line, you know. Well he says yeah. that like a couple times to Laura. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Like while they're in a the car or something like that, like, you know, there's no basically there's no killing what was it? No life without a killing or whatever the fuck the quote was. But like, yeah, he says something very similar. Like, you know, like killing is not a good thing and like, there's no going back. Right. Yeah. 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 So there's this like kind of regular discourse throughout the film about how Laura still has her innocence and still has the chance to not inherit the same violent nature as her father. Yeah. So, you know, there's that bit where he swears and then Charles is like language. And then he's like, Oh, what? She can fucking slice a man open with a foot, but you can't hear a few naughty words. Yeah. And then Charles just says, she can learn to be better. And then Logan says, better than me, you mean? And then he goes, ah, well, actually, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like kind of trying to save her. It's too, not too late for her. And, you know, they're literally escaping to a place called Eden, right? As in the Garden of Eden. So yeah. as in like a, a place free of corruption, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, that, you make a good point. Like as, as you know, as a superhero that movie that kind of degrades it, that's just so unique. Like, no, it's, that's 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 some good analysis. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> that's right. Like I never thought about it like that. Like you know, but like it, it seems obvious now that you say it. But like, yeah, no, it's a good point. Like, fucking mm. superhero movies are about the opposite of that, and that's why this movie, I guess, is so effective. Yeah, yeah, and you know, again, that's why the violence needs to be so succinct. Yeah, it's just like kind of every everything kind of you know points towards that. Yeah, I don't know. It's so good. You honestly derive no sense of purpose from what we're doing. Okay, what are we doing? Hmm? There is a young mutant mm-hmm. sitting in our car. Yeah, I see. And where that. we're taking her, mm-hmm. there are others. Does that mean nothing to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it means nothing to me. Especially since Nurse Gabriella made all that eating shit up with fucking comic books. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, so, again, as I was saying earlier, like, kind of, it's... It comments a lot on just uh, the nature of superhero films, but also I think the state of the film industry and pop culture at the time informed a lot of what this film was going to be about. Yep. So the first X Men, along with Sam Raimi's Spider Man and Tim Burton's Batman, I think were one of the, were the most like seminal comic book film franchises that you know later built the framework of for franchises like the MCU to be propped up on, right? Yeah. To be make them so successful. Yeah, definitely. And. Yeah, it's interesting how at the time the rights to X Men were still owned by Fox, you know, which is not the case anymore. But to put on my tinfoil hat, and make some like tenuous connections. Uh, Here we go. So, <laughs> so in 
So the the mutants are constantly referred to transigen as their patents, right? And their whole mission yeah. was to create superheroes. So I think a beseeming connection to make would be that tra- in this analogy, transigen is Marvel trying to retrieve the rights to their X Men patents, mm. and so X twenty four is a representation of Wolverine in Marvel's hands. So and you know, kind of like like a cash grab, soulless, yeah, yeah, kind of like a non artistic husk of a character, yeah, that. Which is what I think they think general audiences want, you know, to sort of sustain that, um, I don't know, that that myth uh, and have them never change. Because, you know, that's one of the main criticisms of Marvel, like before Endgame and Infinity War, is that they perpetually had their characters in this mode of stasis so they could keep making new movies so they could keep making money, you know. Yeah. Or like the changes they did have were like really kind of trivial and not, uh, you know, like paramount. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get what you mean. Like, yeah, and what, like, the death of our Logan in this movie represents what? Well, I, you know, I just think that, I like, listen, I don't... No, 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 I, it's I, a good theory, fucking... No, 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 I, I'm, I'm saying that I don't 100% believe that this was the intention, like, nor no, but do it's I think fucking that, like... well, like, it works well, though, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, if X, X24 is, like, a representation of Wolverine and Marvel's hands... And so the reason to kill, the choice to kill Logan at the end is sort of this like um, comment on how they're willing to make make this sacrifice for an artistic choice, you know? Yeah. Or it could just be the death of what used to be. What do you mean? So you're saying that the new, so X-24 represents like sort of a, a Wolverine that's owned by like a corporation that don't really like care about artistic choice in a sense. They just want to make money, right? right? Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. and and Wolverine Logan's death at the end of it kind of represents like that being the ine- inevitability I guess or something like that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good good theory. I like I like it. That's uh yeah, yeah. works well. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I wrote that in um film school. It's like one of my first analyses I ever did and I was mm. very proud of it. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um just some like kind of like some some bits and bob like of themes and stuff throughout this uh throughout this franchise so i i like that how you know x-men the whole concept of like mutants it's always been sort of like a subtext about minorities and immigrants right People yeah yeah sort of outside society who don't fit in yeah and and i've heard like the minority can literally be anything you want and so yeah and you know in in this film logan that's like that's a very one-to-one right like it's a mexican lady being like, can you take my child across the border to Canada kind of thing. Like, it's very about, like, immigrants, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting how the villains in this film have this sort of, like, xenophobic and discriminatory prejudice toward mutants, yet they themselves are transhuman. Like, they have robot appendages and shit. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, you know, there are stories in media like uh, Deus Ex, for example, which is a game series about this sort of social divide between transhumans and I guess like regular people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have any more to say about that, but it's, it's like a, well, it's some sort of weird irony man. in it. Like they want to yeah. be like mutants and it probably comes down to jealousy. Like they can't be like them because they're naturally born like the way they are, but they yeah, understand yeah. that they are better. So they try and come up with their own way to kind of enhance themselves. This is kind of lauded as one of like the, on the on, as the same kind of mold breaking superhero film as the Dark Knight, right? Yes. Um, 
I've read that, yeah. I mean, you know, I think personally, I don't think it's as good as The Dark Knight. No, and I'm sure no you way. feel the same way. Dark, Dark Knight is fucking <laughs> like, yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the the Dark Knight is so good because of the the hero and villain conflict, where it's yeah. not that prevalent in this film. Although I will say, I I do really dig the villain. What he robot has... arm dude? Yeah, or, or Xander I... Rice. Um, no, 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 Pierce, the robot arm dude. Yeah, he's alright. He he, I mean, he has. He has a quote that you really like, apparently, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny when he says it. I want you to breathe. Just a flesh wound, baby. Yeah, you got that. You just gotta play that now. Just put it in this in this podcast. Fuck, that's it's just funny the way he says it. I don't know. <laughs> I like I like how he's a fan of Wolverine too. Yeah, I like yeah. how he he um stops like drug lords in, on the side as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah uh that's pretty much all i had to say do you have anything else no nah, not really i um was fully relying on you and i think you did a superb job at having some things to say so well done awesome pat, pat awesome, yourself on yeah. the back pat oh thanks man i Get will double pat yeah <laughs> can you um, fucking stop uh, doing that <laughs> someone's gonna get scared and be like what the fuck's going on it doesn't even sound human it's <laughs> So you're right. The first email we get is going to be like a doctor being like, you should get that checked out. <laughs> you're a fucking hooping cough, mate. Um, do we do recommendations? Is that how do we do? It's been such a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's our been a few again? weeks since we last recorded. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, we do recommendations now. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have any recommendations for this week? Do I have any recommendations for this week? Uh... Nah, not really a relevant one, but I watched Ford vs. Ferrari. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I do apologize. It's not related to Logan, but like, well, nah, hang on. I'm sure I can find a relation somewhere. Just give me 10 seconds to think about it. <laughs> Christian Bale's Batman, who's a superhero. Yeah, that's and, exactly yeah. what I was thinking, too. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, anyway, it's like fucking like i don't know anything about racing and i honestly don't give a fuck about racing i don't watch racing or anything like that but like the movie what is so good and i was so grip grip the whole way like honestly like if you haven't seen it pat you should fucking watch it it is it is some good shit yeah yeah like it's just great fucking awesome anyway what's your recommendation um my recommendation is uh nerd writer which is a channel on YouTube, has this amazing video. Uh, I think it's called Superhero Movies Get Old. It's about Logan. Yep. And he mainly uses this one essay. I can't remember who it's by, but pretty much this dude sort of articulates how uh, genres change and evolve over time, and he uses Western movies as an example. And there are right. stages that it goes through, which he lists off as burlesque, nostalgia, demythologization, and reaffirmation. Yep. And uh, pretty much what he surmises is that Logan fits into the mostly into the demythologization category, with the ending being a reaffirmation of the myth of superheroes. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good, really smart. Check it out if you're interested. Yeah, it does sound very compelling. Or I also have a totally unrelated recommendation. I watched The Breakfast Club recently. That was so good. <laughs> oh, is that um? It's not Vicky Gervais, right? No, no, no. What's it's a about? movie from the eighties. It's, oh, it's about these yeah, 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 five yeah, kids yeah. who got detention, and they they're all from different cliques, and uh, they yeah. 
over the course of the movie, they sort of realize that they're all people at the end of the day. And yeah, that, that's a, a fucking classic. Like I like, you know, that's like top hundred movies of the last century kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, yeah. It's on Netflix if you're interested. Oh, cool. I don't have Netflix. Cool. <laughs> I run a podcast, but don't have Netflix. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, plug in. Yes. Uh, where can people find us, Mitchie? They can find us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. And we also have a website at amttm.com. That is a method to the madness. And if you have any questions, queries, or doubtful points, please send us an email at mail at amttm.com. And also we have a Facebook and Instagram page, which you can find on our website. Awesome. And what are we doing next week? We are doing, I believe, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. recording number two yeah that's right yeah holy gave this a crack a while ago but it never worked out i don't remember anything about that film well you don't remember anything about that film anything at all the only thing i remember spoilers um, spoilers spoilers star wars (laughs) rise of skywalker you should have watched it by now it's your fucking problem spoiler coming yeah yeah actually this is this is a real spoiler because it's about the ending it's when uh, Palpatine is shooting his his lightning juice at um, Rey, and yeah. she's got the two lightsabers. Yeah, X Men. <gasps> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Wish she um, had it next. I thought she was gonna decapitate Palpatine, like Palpatine made Anakin decapitate Dooku. You know, nah, with the with the cr- with the scissor lightsaber. Nah, it's not, that's a dumb <laughs> connection. If 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 they did that, I don't. Nah. Sorry. I think uh, I think a lot of other people thought the exact same things I did. I you're gonna you're gonna look like a fool. A lot being like okay, like out of a billion people that watched it, ten thousand people is quite a lot, but that's like point fucking zero 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 one percent, and that's not really anything. So yeah, sorry. No, well, those would be my people. It was so much better that the lightning reflected back because like that's how he got fucked up in Revenge of the Sith, and it turned out the way he was, and it's ironic that he again gets actually killed by his own lightning. <laughs> all right you fucking got some analysis set up already fucking hell fuck <laughs> you yeah all right i'm keen for that then yeah all right uh join us next week for our Star insightful Wars. analysis into that yeah all right see ya bye